Welcome to the weekly worship podcast from the Presbyterian Church in Morristown, where we pause our busy lives to dig deeper into our faith. If you enjoy what you hear, please subscribe, or if you have someone in your life that may be inspired by this message, please share it with them. Let's listen to how God might speak to us today, and remember to be the good in your community, a community that matters. Friends, our second reading today comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 39 through 55. Hear God's word to us today. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He's scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts, He's brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He's filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And then Luke writes in verse 56, Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Grant, O God, that only the truth be spoken and only the truth heard. Amen. Two years ago, I started following the story of Chris Kennedy, a 35-year-old data verification analyst in North Little Rock, Arkansas. Having an elaborate Christmas display is a long-standing tradition for Kennedy, dating back to his childhood years when he would decorate with his father. Since his dad's death on Thanksgiving in 2004, Kennedy has been decorating early every year in his father's memory. In 2020, Chris and his then four-year-old daughter, Emily, adorned their front lawn with twinkly white lights and a colorful illuminated sign that reads, Joy. They also put up an inflatable Christmas tree and a towering Santa on the lawn, a black Santa. According to the Washington Post, the spirited Christmas display, which the Kennedys had showcased for the last few holiday seasons, had only been met with cheer in their neighborhood of Lakewood. 
That changed when Kennedy checked his mailbox and was stunned to find an anonymous racist letter attacking the seven-foot black Santa on his lawn. Please remove your Negro Santa Claus yard decoration, the letter demanded. You should not try to deceive children into believing that I am a Negro. I am a Caucasian white man to you and have been for the past 600 years. I wish I were joking. Seriously. Your being jealous of my race is no excuse for your dishonesty. Besides that, you are making yourself the laughingstock of the neighborhood. Obviously, your values are not that of the Lakewood area, and maybe you should move to a neighborhood out east with the rest of your racist kind. Yours truly, Santa Claus. The image included an image of a white Santa Claus with two thumbs pointing down. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Theologian Frederick Buechner has written that the fortunate among us have a home somewhere in our past that was welcoming enough to nurture in us a sense of the home we yearn for in the future. The fortunate among us have a home somewhere in our past that was welcoming enough to nurture in us a sense of the home we yearn for in the future. In other words, our home is not just back there in the past, but it's ahead of us. And so today on this third Sunday in Advent, I wonder where home is. Where's the home that Mary returned to? Was it Joseph's home or her father's home? She remained with her cousin Elizabeth about three months and then returned to her home. Where do you suppose a pregnant teenage unwed virgin mother in the first century has her home? Now, if I am being honest, I have to admit that there's something about Mary's Magnificat that has always bothered me. Maybe part of it is that as the son of an English teacher, the grammar is just terrible. And biblical scholars will go on and on and on trying to interpret the past tense use of the verbs in Mary's song, which are being reconciled with a future tense reality about which Mary is singing. All of the things that are to come from this unborn child growing in Mary's womb, she sings about in the past tense. God has shown strength, scattered the proud, brought down the powerful from their thrones, lifted up the lowly, filled the hungry with good things, sent the rich away empty. Now, if I'm being really, really honest, that part about Mary's song has always bothered me too, because, well... I mean, it's just not true, right? Like, if these are the things that the Mighty One has done, past tense, then why are the the proud and the powerful still the ones creating so much harm in the world? Why haven't the lowly truly been lifted up? Why are there still so many hungry? Just how exactly have the rich been sent away empty? And all of those questions make me wonder if this song just doesn't get it. I mean, when we really think about it, does Mary's song make any sense? Shortly after receiving the hateful message about the black Santa in his yard, 
Chris Kennedy started a live stream on Facebook. I've just got something in the mail that is one, incredibly offensive, and two, just says where we are, the video begins. I'm trying to be as nice as I can in this very moment because I'm actually filled with rage, he said. It's very disheartening because it's, it's holiday time. I've literally put this black Santa up for the last three years, he goes on, reinforcing that it's never been a problem in the past. Kennedy's wife was also deeply disturbed by the letter. I was genuinely hurt, she said. When we originally received it, I wondered if we'd made the right choice, if this was the right environment in which to raise our daughter. The letter was enclosed in an envelope with a taped return address label for the Lakewood Property Owners Association, which confirmed it had no part in the letter. The executive director of the association visited the Kennedys at their home to condemn the incident and assure them that they were valued members of the Lakewood community. The Kennedys began receiving messages from their neighbors who expressed how eye-opening it had been to see this type of ugliness. And then, something magical happened. As more neighbors heard about the letter, they rallied in solidarity with, with the Kennedys, and slowly but surely, black Santas began popping up one by one on the lawns of their neighborhood. Someone who lives close by said of the letter it was unsolicited, it was undeserved, it was on Christmas, and hopefully it was not reflective of Lakewood and certainly not of the kind of country I want to live in. We were all pretty concerned about it, and we decided it would be poetic for everyone to get black Santas. Kennedy said back then the outpouring of love, support, and unity that we are seeing from from the community has just been incredible. People have been stopping by and honking. We've gotten cards and gifts and letters from different people in the neighborhood, even, even across the US. In fact, following that initial story from Christmas 2020, Kennedy was invited to Santa Camp, put on every August by the New England Santa Society to help train Santa's elves here in the lower 48. Truthfully, I had no idea there was such a thing, Kennedy says, but as of 2021, I am now an officially certified Santa. When you think about it, does Mary's song make any sense? Mary, the, the very much still pregnant, unwed virgin teenager singing, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, who's looked with favor on the lowliness of God's servant. Surely from now on all generations shall call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is God's name. God's mercy is for those who fear the Lord from generation to generation. God has shown strength with his arm and scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. God's brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly and filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. Now, I know that I am stepping into some kind of territory that feels like heresy. But that whole reversal thing, I... I just don't get it. 
I have a preacher friend who puts it so well. He says, I don't find the whole reversal thing big enough. It attacks the wrong enemy. It's, it's less the rich and more the discrepan- discrepancy. It's less the king and more the oppression. It's less the food on the table and and more the lack of sharing what's on the table that really needs to be sent away empty. As for me, I have very little confidence that simply reversing things makes things better. And when I dream about the world I someday want to come home to, I hope it's more than a place where those at the bottom have simply taken down those at the top. Although maybe that says something about me and the space that I occupy in this world. My favorite line from last year's story might be this. The Washington Post writes, In the years to come when they inflate their black Santas, they will take on even more meaning for the Kennedys because, Chris says, at the end of the day, what was meant for evil was flipped for good. There's a reversal there. At the end of the day, what was meant for evil was flipped for good. And that is, of course, so very true. But is it big enough? Listen to this. Just last month, we're talking about this year now, HBO Max released a documentary about Santa Camp titled Santa Camp, starring none other than Chris Kennedy. The film follows the Kennedy as well as two other Santas, a transgender man and a disabled man, as they learn the tricks of the trade alongside about a hundred other Santas, many of whom have worked in the industry for several decades. In a poignant moment in the film, Kennedy reads the racist note aloud to his fellow Santas, all of whom appear emotional as he recites these hateful words. I brought this to do this here Kennedy said, as he tossed the original letter into the campfire. The Santas collectively clapped and cheered. Someone said, I love the idea that he's turned something so negative in his life into something so beautiful and positive. I'm going to be the Santa for the kids that look like me in my area. And coming here has given me the tools to be able to do that to the best of my abilities, Kennedy told the Santas after burning the letter. In fact, this year, Chris Kennedy was made the official Santa of his entire city. The whole reversal thing about what was meant for evil being flipped for good something beautiful and positive coming from something so negative as we will soon sing with Mary about the world being about to turn. It's wonderful, the reversal theme, don't get me wrong, but is it big enough? Because it's not just about black Santas versus white Santas, any more than it can be about the rich being versus the poor, 
or the powerful versus the lowly, or even gay versus straight, or Republicans versus Democrats, or pro this or pro that, as if, as if eventually one side is going to win. At least I hope not. I, I hope that it's bigger than that. I sure hope that God's redemption doesn't, doesn't just change sides. I hope it changes us. And as we await Jesus coming again in this Advent season, I hope it changes the whole world. And I pray that it will. Thanks be to God, friends. Amen. Thank you for listening with us today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe, or if you have someone in your life that may be inspired by this message, please share it with them. Visit us at www.pcmorristown.org or find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook to stay connected with our church. But most of all, remember to be the good in your community, a community that matters.